Welcome to the Los Ponies Podcast. Checking in for a new week here on the podcast. But a new intro because we had a little bit of an audio issue for the first 40 seconds. So enjoy the show. Pick it up. We're, we're picking it up just as Curtis is lamenting his two losses for the pizza bed. So enjoy the show. A little bit of audio issues, but we'll pick it up about 40 seconds in. Yeah, to hit the exact. I was sitting second for... <laughs> What up until the eighth race, uh, I believe I was, and it was you and, and Mr. Losal going uh, battling. You know who got me over the hump? Corona by Corona. Yep. Corona by Corona. That big, big effort there in trial number nine. Yeah, you hit the exacta, so uh, you got that, and you went above me. But I was still, you know, very confident that I would uh, beat Mr. Losal, who had six dollars to his name. Uh, just a horrible <laughs> consensus. <laughs> I mean, it, then the last one he hits that exacta. And I'm thinking, okay, I still up on him yeah. by like $16 or something. He's going to get the win, and he's going to get the exact. But it was 3-1 to one to 3-1. to one. Yeah. Lucky for him, 3-1, three 3-1, to one, three to one, <laughs> it pays $20 for the exact. ridiculous. I, I was like, how does it pay $20? So he launches right past me. I'm sitting second the whole night because George was the, the runaway winner. Yeah. He, he crushed us early with an exacta and a trifecta. He was right about those Ridoso invaders. Remember they were... Right next, yeah. to, right next to each other. Yeah, that's where he cashed on the exacta. That was the exacta that made the pay. Yeah, he had a, what was that flash and roll flash to and roll. Uh, what was the as another Flores with the motions in it, just motions or I believe some some along those lines. But he hit the eighty two dollar exacta right then when uh, the PJ runner. Uh, what yeah. was the name of, of that one? So it was just motions, the exacta horse for uh, for uh, for George. And then what what other race were we talking about? I believe it was the one with uh, Flash and Roll. Oh, yeah, so Flash and Roll, I think just Motion was the seven. I think yes. that's the horse that got up. Yeah. yeah. And he hit the exacta there for uh, 82 bucks. That set him uh, far ahead of us, and uh, he was coasting throughout. Yeah, it was it was a, a tricky night uh, nonetheless. Um, it was an eventful night as well. We had, did we have four or five horses break through the gate in that trial? I think it was five. I mean, I had never seen that many. It, it was, was in the in the waiver down trial, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, one of the well, who was it? Uh, Monte Rosa with seduction drops yeah. drops the bomb. I mean, mm-hmm. all the favorites broke through the gate. I've never seen that in any race uh, I've ever watched that many break through the gate. I, I'm sure all the gamblers out there who who had uh, tickets alive were were just cringing. Yeah, they're just start. ripping up your tickets at that point. Uh, but let's recap the locks of the night last week. Uh, so it started in race seven. I went with Mr. with Transcend. It was kind of, if I remember, it was kind of acting up in the game before. Yeah. Um, and just didn't really fire. So my luck, uh, it was not good, not good. <laughs> all right, all right. So then Mr. LaSalle raced them right, Chocolatito, a horse that I almost made my lock of the night, and then he breaks through the gate. Yeah. And then, he, but he still runs a respectable second. Yes. But in the end, he didn't win, so... All right, all right. Gotta take your lumps. All, right. all the money is now flowing to the Curtis lock of the night. <laughs> Curtis, favorite wise lady. I mean, that was supposed to be one of the locks of the night for everybody. <laughs> everybody was uh, was getting after me for picking that one on top, and she runs a dull race. Yeah, and in the end, uh, <clears throat> you know, George comes through with the final lock of the night, and favorite motion on the outside. Not only. Not only the favorite motion was a game winner on the outside, fastest qualifying time for the final. We've seen kind of this scenario when Waver Down did this for the Edberg Million. Mm-hmm. 
He set a very good time. I think he set a second or third fastest that night on the final trial of the night. Tonight, well, last week, favorite motions, the fastest time of the night in the last trial. And he did it pretty comfortably. Was not asked for the best. I was very, very impressed. Yeah, had that outside draw and lugged in and Cruz just kind of uh, let the horse, you know, do its thing, let him travel to the inside there. But, yeah, just put up a huge effort. He had a, had a, a strong debut and then, you know, a troubled uh, second start out, but put it all together and, and looked really strong in that final trial. Yeah, so uh, that's going to be a fun final watch. Uh, I don't have the final, the top ten in front of me, but I can tell you that uh, favorite motion is going to be uh, a very tough horse to beat if he repeats that effort. We gotta remember he's only he's slightly race, only making his fourth lifetime start yeah. in the final. So fear motion is gonna be a horse to watch. I do know who finished tenth. <clears throat> Excuse me. That was Wicked Affair. How about yes. Wicked Affair sneaking in with the ten fastest time? Yeah, uh, that bad break and still yeah. finished well on the inside. A, a pretty good third to powerful favorite. And uh, just Macho Corona, Correct. Uh, yeah, who we talked about before, you know, was pretty good in the Ed Burke, a really good third. Uh, and was just finishing really strong. So look out for Wicked Affair. Uh, Going to be uh, a force to be reckoned with in the final. Yeah, and, and we've seen a lot of good performances despite some trouble. And um, that that just gets us to believe that the two million trials are going to be very, very good. They're going to be stacked yep. with talent. Yeah, I mean, again, here's a field really deep. A political Pence uh, Correct. ran a, a really strong race, just flew out of there. I kind of had questions about that horse going 400. That's why I picked against it. But then you had Tequila Sangria, who's uh, been hyped all year long. Yeah. Um, like Georgia suspected, might get a little goofy there on the outside yeah. and, and did, but still ran a pretty strong race. And uh, there's only a few I, I think I would go against here, but I think I'm keying in on flash and roll, and I'm going to uh, go Wicked Affair there in the final. Yeah, it's going to be a good final to bet, uh, without a doubt. So looking forward to the finals of the Golden State Million Futurity. Um, we invited George back into the podcast. He said, guys, I'm too busy. I'm too busy. I'm heading to Universal. Yep. Don't bother me. Yeah, big time in us already. He, he, he gets crowned champion. He's, he just thinks he can take the night off. So I walk into the press box after after the consensus is tallied. And not only did you finish last in, in, in our little side wager, but the belt remained in Professor G's corner. I walk in there. And it's the Rocky music all over oh, again. Oh, God. I mean, it was just, it was bad. I, I never thought that I would do that. But every horse I had on top broke bad that night. And after uh, the the Paul Jones runner that was to the outside of Flash and Roll, who I love from the yeah, work. correct. Uh, Ed Burgart loved the horse's work. Once that horse broke bad, I turned to George and I go, I'm losing yeah. tonight. <laughs> and sure enough, almost every single one of my horses broke bad. Waver down, broke through the gate. I mean, it was it just was, one horror show after another. So, uh, Professor G has bragging rights for another month or so yes. to keep the belt in his corner, but you're on the hook for two pizza days. Uh, you know, at least I get to have pizza is one <laughs> way I get to look at it. Yeah. I mean, I was probably going to have to go get the pizzas anyway. Yeah, true. I'm kind of the delivery guy because yeah. uh, if you let Professor uh, go get the pizza, He's going to be getting it to you uh, yeah. at the third or fourth race, yeah. and you're not even going to be yeah, able to partake. He, he, he texts me. He's like, hey, there's pizza upstairs. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm stuck on set in the third race already. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, thanks a lot. So I say, just give me the money. I'll go run before since i got to be here you know, an hour before post. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, just a horrible night. I'm on the hook for two pizzas. So uh, 
I'll probably be paying one next week just to get that one out of the way, and uh, maybe I'll bring it on uh, challenge. Yeah, challenge. All right, sounds good. All right, let's get, let's get to the business at hand. Saturday night, October twenty seventh, we've got a nine race card, correct? Yes, nine race card here featuring the John Ward overnight handicap in race number nine. Nine races. We begin with Thurbis going four furlongs for a claiming tag of twenty five hundred. Curtis, I'm gonna have to interrupt you and jump ahead of you because what do you mean? Lock of the night right off the back in race number Whoa. one. Lock of the night. It's going to be, can you guess it? Hmm. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the five, Zacchaeus. Oh, close. But no. no. Okay. The other speedrunner can't beat a lay. Oh, okay. Can't beat a lay with the, with the uh, apprentice rider here, Francisco Orduña Rojas. Tabbed 116. He broke slow last time out, slid, steadied, and blew the turn in a race to ignored. Also, a very, very good field of El Coreano and Chenny Karma. We know how speedy he can be. We know there's a little bit of always problems taking the turn, but I like the, the freshening. I like the drop in class. If he breaks well, he's by far the fastest in this field, and it's all going to be up to Francisco Rojas here to try to take that turn. So, can't be in LA for me. It's going to be the lock of the night. Yeah, I put uh, can't be in LA in the second spot. Just off the, the recent form, he's kind of been weakening. And uh, drifting out, lugging out on that turn. Uh, had some uh, trouble there at the start. But definitely going to be out there winging it on the drop-in class from 4000 to 2500 But I'm going to try and get a little bit of a price on Zakian, uh, okay. just to the outside there of him. Uh, this horse is razor sharp uh, up until that $5,000 level, in which we talked about last time he was running. I think we, we both thought that was just yeah. too tough of a task to take on. And uh, Sergio... Drops this horse down all the way to the $2,500 level and gets a weight break with Pieris. I think he can stay maybe a length, of, you know, two lengths off Camp Vitale and hopefully he can pass him in the stretch. Yeah, so, you know, it's it's all about who makes the lead at this four for long distance. I'm hoping that Camp Vitale can be that horse. I'm scared of big energy, big energy too. The horse that can show enough speed to stay close mm -hmm. and can come from off the pace, but doesn't necessarily need to be on the lead. Um, that's a horse that scares me the most. And then I was interested by the one individualist who hopped at the start, was off slow, uh, kind of rushed up there, and still finished a very good third in a 51-flat type of race last time out. So uh, I'll go 3-2-1 here. I just think Cambia Lake could be the horse that steals it on the front end. Yeah, just a little bit different order. I went 5-3-2. All right, that's race number one. Race number two here, the second half of the early double, 807-yard event. And we got a field of six. We got a couple of familiar horses that we're pretty used to. A couple of sharp runners. By the way, Dodgers, bottom of the second, 0 0. Walker Buehler, looking good to win. You guys better get this game. Uh, it's it's going to be a tough mountain. <laughs> if, if they don't get this game, it's all over. I, I, I'm, I need to put out a mega jinx tweet out right now or something <laughs> like that. It's just been horrible, but they're hanging in there back at home. Let's see if they can get it done. All right, race number two, 870 yards, field of six. Oh, the old favorite of ours, Count Caligalchis. Yep. Now in the barn of Paul Jones. Was clean for eight. Brings him back for eight. Count Caligalchis are picked. I'm going to try and beat him this time. Ooh. Uh, I'm just not sure how this horse is going to take to the Paul Jones farm. Was, was running really sharp for my dad. Could improve. Yes. Uh, but might regress. But I know that the one, Hot Bob, is going to yes. run his race. Yes. And draws the inside there. So I don't think Count Caligalchis is going to be able to clear. Uh, like he normally can, you know, we like that acceleration that horse can show on the turn. But I think 
the one is going to be the inside of the speed there and is going to duel with the six. Uh, I think it's going to be a battle all the way to the wire, uh, no matter who's there. Yeah. I don't think anyone's getting away, but I'm going to go with the one hot bob for the one. I like this. Uh, previously, feature lock of the night. I think I picked, well, for sure, the first two, two wins we show on paper. He was the lock of the night on both nights because he was not the morning favorite. But then the last two starts, he was still my top pick, but I didn't make him my lock of the night because he was the morning night favorite. So, uh, very game second last time out. Almost looked like a winner. Mm -hmm. I'm going to pick Hot Bob on top also as well. Todd Caliache, like you mentioned, is going to be the, the main threat on the outside. Now for Paul Jones here. Edgar Pierre jumps aboard. Edgar has been aboard for three wins aboard this four-year-old Colt. Enter for eight again. Do you have any inside info? They might try to claim him back, right back to that fight. Uh, you never know, uh, yeah. but I haven't heard anything yet. Okay. But I mean, my dad always likes to to claim back. He never has a problem yeah, with true. it. Yeah, true. So uh, I I can see him dipping in and going once again. Stoney's Mr. Cruz are going to be my third pick off of that good second place finish last time out. Uh, when a little bit wide there down the stretch and just missed by a neck in a game effort of forty five twenty nine. I really can't see any any other outside of those top three getting the job done. I'll go one six two here in race two. Yeah, I had a hot bob for first. Stony Mr. Cruiser, I think, will sit a nice tip there in second. And uh, Cal Cali Gauchi's there in the third spot. Yeah, I, I kind of like the four profit in paradise, but I think yeah. that it, you know, there's a lot of speed in there. But I, I don't think coming back to Los Al uh, after being away, you know, for a while, I'm not sure this horse can stay up with the one or six. So I went one two six. All right, race number three, another 870 yard allowance here. $12,000 is the first, and uh, this is going to be a field of eight. More night period is going to be the three here. Tuesday, Tuesday Supernova. Field of eight once again here. Curtis, who's your pick? I went to the three. Tuesday Ooh. Supernova there for Jesus Nunez. Uh, this horse has uh, been pretty sharp here uh, ever since being claimed for 3200 Raised it up to five. Uh, ran a really good second there to Parasil, then came back. Uh, $870, $8,000 level against Paracel again, so no Paracel in this one, so I'm hoping just getting rid of that rival can get this horse into the winner's round. I agree with you. That was a very good second. Was kind of pushed out around the turn and just missed by a head. Uh, kind of put away Shawla there, who was putting some pressure, but I like Tuesday Supernova again here. Juan Sanchez stays aboard. The one Ciopino Pasadino uh, for Ed Freeman is going to be the, the main threat in my eyes. Uh, this horse dunked here to, to the one half to, eight, to the 870-yard Oval here was a, a game winner two starts back over the daytime oval, but I think he's shown enough speed to to warrant a little bit of respect here from that inside post. And anytime you get Vinny here, he knows what to do from the rail. Family rules. Uh, this one was a lot of the night. I want to say either four starts back or two starts. Back. Maybe two starts back. This one was a lot of the night, finishing third. Uh, John Jude stays the board. I think this horse could consider trip if. There's kind of a, a little bit of a speed rule up top, so I'll go three, one, and two. Yeah, when uh three, four, one, I went Shaul in second there. Of course, has a ton of speed. You know, just been weakening the last, but I, I think can at least get in there, in there early. And Tuesday Supernova probably gonna overtake her. Uh, yeah, her in the stretch, and then Ciopino Pasadino, I, I think will be right there. But I, maybe we'll have to sit a stocking trip yeah. this time, first time uh, in the nighttime oval. Has that speed, but like I said about Profit in Paradise, sometimes uh, the nighttime speed can be a, a bit faster, so it might have to be sitting a stocking trip. All right, that's race number three. Race number four, the start of the pick six. We're sitting down to the straightaway. 300 yards here, race number four. Maidens, 
going up. A straight maintenance is a field of 10. Field of 10 here to start the pick six. We got a few familiar names. Most will only be legally hot along the inside. But a field of 10 here, very tricky in my eyes. Who'd you pick here? Yeah, I thought this was a really tough way to end the pick four. Uh, you've got some horses with form, but have lacked that that winning habit there, you know, the, the one and the ten. So I'm going to try and beat them, and I'm Ooh. going with two first-time starters, oh, uh, which I normally don't yeah. do, but I'm going to the four hot blazing mm -hmm. chick here for Jose Flores and Cruz Mendez and the Balgo Racing Team. Uh, they've always got well-bred runners. Uh, it's out of a mare that won a fraternity uh, at Albuquerque and qualified for some other fraternities, but I really like the way this horse worked. Uh, there on September 4th, I thought it, it broke okay and quickly gained the lead and dropped by about two and a half. And as long as this horse can get a clean break, I think might be able to get a little upset at six to one. I yeah, actually, of, of the two first time starters, I do prefer the four hot blazing check. Uh, the Brittany's there. I like the twelve thirty workout there. Just completely dusted the, the workmate there on the handwrite in twelve thirty. I thought it was a visually impressive work. Six to one in the morning nine for Jose Flores. I'll pick her for second. My top pick is going to be the ten horse on the outside. Walk on by blue for. Uh, Jimmy Glenn Jr., Ned Allred, a horse that broke pretty well last time out and would just miss second by a head. Uh, I thought it was a, a better than looked effort. Now it goes to the outside post. The racing experience might be just enough to get the jump on the four here, hot blazing six. So I'll go 10 4, and then the long shot play in this in this spot is going to be the, the nine horse here, Jessica oh, I like that. 10 to 1. A horse that has, I don't think we've seen the full potential of this play. Yes. Has not broken at all in all four stars. Last time out was a little bit improved from the outside post. We finished in a better than look fit there. I thought she had a little bit of run past the wire. Uh, maybe she's starting to figure things out. I just think we haven't seen the best of her. So I'll go 10, 4, and 9. Yeah, I like Jessica Helena. I like that mare, uh, Belle Helene, and the, the start two outs back. I thought it was really finishing well against Legally Hot there, but... Uh, I went the four on top, and then I went the seven, KR Olive Oil, the other uh, first time started for Jaime. Uh, that October 9th drill just stumbled and lugged in early, but that was urged left-handed. Went by a little over two. Uh, I think that one should be ready to go first time out. Jaime can usually get him to go. And then I went with the 10, uh, walk on by Blues, uh, horse you mentioned already. Uh, the only thing I'm scared about is being drawn on the outside. Uh, I usually talk about it. Ulysses tends to, to veer out. Uh -huh. This horse uh, has had some trouble at the start. I think if it gets away cleanly and runs straight, probably uh, the most probable winner. But I'm just banking on it has a little trouble away from the starting line. All right, I'll go recap 10, 4, and 9. 4, 7, 10. All right, race number 5. Quarter Wars and Thoroughbreds here. By the way, happy birthday, Daniel. Happy birthday, Daniel. <laughs> celebrating the, the birthday here in LaSalle. 870 yards here. Allowance. Field of 6. Compact field of 6, but a very competitive field of 6 here. Who'd you go with on top? Well, you know I'm not going to go with the six. No. So I went with the four. Oh, we agree. Very Yes, we agree. Uh, even though Mike Robbins, he did fire with the with the quarter. Yes, horse. he did. I, the name escapes me. I was trying me to too. think about it, but uh, he did pretty well. And Big Time Patriots always a horse I, I thought would would like longer distances, but I thought Chocolate Mess was really impressive uh, first time uh, running here in the nighttime oval. Uh, in the debut in the daytime, did show speed and weakened at the longer distance and, and shortened up a little. And I really liked the way that horse accelerated around the turn. I thought he did it very easy. And coming back at the 870-yard distance, I think, should sit right off big-time Patriots. So I'm going to put him on top. This could be the $3,500 clean of the year, in my eyes. Yeah. 
because the way this horse won, did it so easily, was never asked. It's only a second lifetime start. I think there's upside to this horse. I wouldn't be surprised if this horse runs a bang up ever here. And then the, the December daytime derby meeting just around the corner. They could be pointing to towards a race around the daytime mobile, I think, with this horse. So chocolate mess for me on top as well. Big time Patriots, <coughs> excuse me, the quarter horse for the good connections. Top rider. Should love the extra bit since I'll pick him for a second. And the five streaking statement is going to be my third choice for Ulysses Gomez and Jimmy Glenn. A horse that has good racing experience going 870. A game win there in 45-83. Three starts back. And always seems to show enough speed to get her, himself into the mix of things. So, 4-6-5 for me in race number five. Same exact thing. Wow. Four, six, five. Wow. Nothing more to say there in race <laughs> number five. All right. Race number six. The start of the late pick four here. On this nine-race program, we got quarter horses going 300 yards for a claiming tag of $20,000. Maiden's here, looking for that maiden diploma. Bill of seven. Morning night favorite is the two trust legends at nine to five. This was the other tricky race for me, in my eyes, I other agree. than race number four. But who'd you pick here? You know, Trace Legends was finishing uh, well down there along the inside, but was never going to beat the top pair. But I went to the outside, Lone Sharky for Chris O'Dell. Mm -hmm. I just, I've been on this horse uh, ever since that second start where, you know, showed a lot of run late, uh, made up a length of ground there at the 300-yard distance. And I just like that this horse draws the uh, the outside post here in case, you know, has any trouble away from the gate. I, it's, you look in the running lines, you know, bump, check, bump, squeeze, all the way down there. It's all trouble lines at the start. So I'm hoping just, you know, having the outside can't get into too much trouble. I think should be able to beat, uh, you know, the six moon walking out of the gate and just be able to show that late pick at the end. Yeah, that's going to be a tricky race. You know, in the end, I, I circled back to the two press Leche, but it, I'm not a confident pick at all in this race. Mm -hmm. uh, the two deserves to be the more than I favorite off of that uh, improved third place finish last time out. Uh, was making up ground, but, you know, she pretty had a, a pretty good trip, all things considered. There wasn't a lot of trouble there from the inside post, uh, but just on the numbers, uh, I'm going to pick her on top. The seven lone Sharky. Uh, it's going to be my second choice, like you mentioned. Chris O'Dell, second time at this level. Draws the outside here. Jose Nicasio for the first time tonight. Uh, he's riding pretty pretty well for this bar all year long. Um, so I'll make note of that for this one, taking the first time, uh, for him taking the call first time on this course uh, here tonight. And the four zips at 10 to 1 on the morning line. The horse that kind of hit the gate there uh, was off slow. Uh, you know, the comments like you wrote there, false broke. So false broke, this horse, right when they're about to open the gate, he kind of hit the front of the gate, but then kind of stood there and then kind of got off a little bit slow. So it went from almost beating the gate to getting off a little bit slow. So I thought the four could improve here for Juan Alamene and uh, Genji from. So I'll go two, seven, and four. Yeah, I went seven, two, and then to the three, Monarch, uh, down there toward the inside part of the track for Mike, uh, Mark Steen and uh, Cruz Mendez. Cruz isn't riding the one, so it tells me uh, you know, he's, he's getting off the Jose Flores to uh -huh. stay aboard this Mark Skeen horse. I think a lot of Skeens, um, they tend to develop later on in the year, and I don't think we've, we've seen the best of this horse yet. And I'm looking at the stats, second off um, 45 to 180 days, he's hitting it almost 30%. So I think this horse has been steadily improving and can much improved here in the third start. All right, so uh, I'll go recap 274. 723. All right, race number seven, the final pick three of the card. Got quarter horses going 330 yards. An allowance with a field of seven here 
going to post. Got a couple of horses that have shown a little bit of ability, uh, especially qualified to the PC3HRA British Futurity and the one Patty Riley in the seven, in the seventh calendar. But Philo 7, you got an invader from Albuquerque. Who'd you pick here? God, I thought this this field could have been oh, almost a handicap race yes, for a two-year-old. Kind of like uh, a constellation stage, yeah, right? Yeah, I, I think right up that alley. We got a lot of nice horses in here. But I'm going to try and upset them. I'm going to go to the two, pull the trigger. Oh, uh, horse, yes. uh, we've talked about all mm -hmm. year for Scott Willoughby. Uh, just had trouble in the, in the last pair uh, of breaking. Even at that debut win, it was lunged and knocked into rival, but um, always finishes. And I, I like this horse from the works. It draws to the outside of uh, Patty Riley, you know, a main contender here. And I think this horse can just get away from the gate. Vinny's been breaking horses awesome. Can finally show this horse that can strong finish. I almost, almost picked them on top just because we know there's potential. Yes. We, we know there's potential. Yeah, I love uh, the 6-1 to one on those. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much what's, what really uh, yeah. cemented it for me. Yeah, he showed ability there in winning the debut with, with trouble there. Uh, the time wasn't flashy. That's why he got 7-1 second time out and almost 6-1 third time out. But I think the two could definitely be a top contender. I'm going to put him for second. Now I'm going to circle back to the horse that I thought was going to run huge uh, last time out. And, and I'm talking about actually two starts back in the trial time, Patty Riley. I thought the horse showed a much uh, much better look, fifth in the Edberg Million. Came back with a fourth on trials night, qualified to the finals. But Brooks Lowe had no room and wasn't really persevered with. I think the one to run a much better improved effort here. So Patty Riley on top, pulled the trigger here. It's going to be my second choice then i'll go to the seven on the outside for calendar a horse that on the california free refreshment six oh i had that for three well no that, that still hurts <laughs> that pick three there i thought for tell still hurts had yopi i had calendar yeah i think i had two other horses and here comes red heart Cartel. but you know five lifetime starts a win two seconds and a third the only off effort was last time out so i think you can give him a little bit of an excuse and his form Looks very, very good. By the way, by the way, welcome back, Cesar Diaba. Yes. Back in the saddle here. So good to see Cesar back in the saddle, a fellow listener of the podcast, and a proud owner of an exclusive Los Ponies hat. He has a hat before. Gosh, he's one of the few. Before it's available to the public, he has one in his possession. <laughs> so shout out to Cesar there. I'll go one, two, seven. Yeah. Uh, same same horses, just a little different order. Two, seven, one. I, you know, Patty Riley should be there. Uh, I just think this horse wants longer distances. And then I, I picked Calendar in second. I, I think this horse is, you know, just a solid race horse and just runs his race every time and draws a nice outside post. So I went 2 7 1. Oh, we agree there. Just a little bit out of order. We've been seeing the ball pretty the same. Yeah. Uh, this could be interesting. I think you could, I, I'm feeling a good thing about this. Week. As we say, it's usually yeah. uh, we do pretty good when that yeah. happens. So. Curtis, there's two races left. You know what time it is? The late daily double. Yes, it is. Races eight and nine. Late daily double here on Saturday night. We got quarter horses going 330 yards. Another allowance here. A field of seven. And this is another very tricky good field. Good field set to post. Who'd you pick on top? I'm gonna go with the old school catch me in your <laughs> dreams connections here yes. on the outside. Uh -huh. We got Cody. We got Chris O'Dell and Kurt Goodfellow. We agree again. I mean, it, it's out of the, uh, I believe Dream for Lindsay is, is uh, half to catch me in your dreams. I think so, right? And, and has been see. running really tough here um, out of state. You know, Sam Houston and Remington have yeah. been facing political attraction. Uh, Valiant Rogue, Ian Capital. I mean, those are really top horses uh, out of state if you're watching. Draws a good outside post. And uh, Chris can fire, you know, first time. 
He's got he's hitting at twenty five percent. So as long as this horse can get away, I think it'd be pretty dangerous here in the eighth. And some people might be thinking, hey, but this horse was trained by James Paddock. Aren't you guys worried? Yeah. Well, I, you know, the when I look when this horse was trained by the other connections, the form was pretty much in that same kind of level. Mm-hmm. So I think this horse, whatever you've seen from him, could be true here for this horse. I like the connections, I like the outside draw. So I agree with you here for flying, uh, flying for Uncle Sam on the outside. For second, I'll go to the five billionaire boy, uh, two for twelve lifetime horse for the Reliance Ranches. Stamped himself as a horse to watch with that uh, break to win back in Jan- uh, back in June, excuse me. Then he just ran into one of the strongest fields in the best of maturity. Someone who's supposed to be a decent boy, Tarzanito, you got got to give him a little bit of an excuse yeah. there for that effort. He's nine to five on the morning line. And deserves to be that price. And then the four on the lookout could be a little bit of a sneaky play for me here. Eight to one, a horse that looked terrific breaking the main in last November uh, has been lightly raced, which leads me to believe there could be some issues there. Uh, but nonetheless, this horse showed plenty of ability. I think if the connections bring him back in this spot off a layoff, I think he's probably ready for a good effort. So seven, five, and four for me. Yeah, I went seven, five, same thing. And then I went to the three, Corona, uh-huh. jump him, MRL here for Paul Jones. First time with Paul. Uh, who's done very well with the, the Brazilian runner. Uh-huh. So I'm just going to throw out uh, that first start here under the lights. It was hard to ride early. Sanchez rides back. You know, looked to be very successful in Brazil. Uh, we're just going to see if Paul can get this one to run, you know, run straight and, and not erratically. Shout out to fellow TVE producer, Blaze Bowman. He's big on the Brazilian. Oh, America. gosh. He's great. Brazil, <laughs> Mexico, he, he loves it. anything Latin. Yeah, he is. All right, 754 for me. 753. All right, we have arrived to the featured win. Race number nine to John Ward over nine handicap. We got a field of eight. And the interesting part is that we have seven of the eight runners coming out of the same common race. Yep. We're talking about the Blaine Schwannable handicap, but I've got a little bit of notes right here, Curtis, that says... We're going bookends. Wow. You're going right off the bat, and uh-huh. I'm going to close the night with my Okay, lock of the, lock night. Of the night here for Curtis. Who's it going to be? I'm going to the one. Just a ah, cowboy like here this. for Matt Fales. Uh-huh. Uh, this horse has run really well at Low South. You know, I thought had the class advantage. Was favored last time there in the Blaine Schwanevelt, but just broke a little bit slow. And then the three SP4 square actually drifted out and, and took the path of just a cowboy. Really wanted to run, just had no room to go. Finally altered in and finished really well. I think with a clear path down here along the inside and, and with love to reason, uh, BR who you know, is going to break sharp, looks like he's going to be right there, shouldn't cause too much trouble to just a cowboy. As long as this horse can get away from the gate and finally show that late kick, I think should come in here for the lock of the night. Yeah, and without a doubt, I think just a cowboy is the best finisher. I'm just worried about the start like he did last time out, but without a doubt, he's going to be rolling late. Love to reason there, stamped, him, stamped herself as, as a very good horse to watch there. It's coming off the layoff from July, coming in from Sandy, and then one nicely there in the Blaine Schwanevelt. Really under a hand right there late for Jose Nicasio and Monte Rosa. So I'm going to give it to the edge just because of that gate speed, just because of that big effort. First time out. By the way, home run, Dodgers. Oh, man. Solo? Scott Peterson, solo home run. And there, I think we're looking at the bottom of the third. I it's, think so. Yeah, bottom of the third, two out. Solo home run, Dodgers up 1-0. So, yeah, like I was saying, Love to Reason is going to be my top pick. Just a Cowboy is going to be my second choice. Now I'm going to the outside here with the 8, Joe Legacy. A horse that I was kind of waiting for that big effort to, to come out. Last time out, he ran his race, 
but he ran into very two very good horses in Love to Reason and, and SP Foursquare, yeah. who was uh, disqualified after that. But Joe Legacy drawn the outside, I think could be a sneaky play at eight to one. So two one eight for me. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I, you know, I went to the one for the lock of the night, but I'm gonna see if I can get Joe Legacy to wake up there on the outside <laughs> in second. You know, horses had a lot of success. Has already won handicaps here at Low South. You know, was away from the races for three years. Uh, came back strong. Hasn't really done a whole lot since coming back to Low South. Threw his head and kind of drifted there, at the, you know, throughout the race. But I think having the outside post can finally show us what, what he can do again. And the two love to reason uh, BR, you know, just looked strong throughout that last time. You know, it just gets away there and just a cowboy makes any mistakes. Could be long gone there. It's going to be a very fun addition here of the John Ward over now. Handicap seven over the eight runners coming out of the common racer and the Blaine Schwanabout. And he got. That's the business as hand. Anything else for the after show? Well, I was going to see it. Did you have a pick for the uh, Wild West fraternity? I, I did, and it is the fastest qualifier. Just distance. send it. Yeah. You just don't want Keith to be mad at us, <laughs> do you? I tell you, I was, gonna, I was thinking Paul better really take care of that guy. <laughs> take him out to dinner. He's like his lucky charm. Yes, he is. Um, he, you know, owner of Tavian Corona here has just send it. Who is uh, the horse you picked on Golden State? Uh, uh, the Corona, Corona by Corona, Corona by Corona, seven and one on top. I mean, right there, he's, right. he's in all the trials, yes. you know, competing to all the, the big races. Yeah. I mean, so the, I, the podcast I, is good mojo for Nelson. The, hey, hey. I, I've turned. I right? don't want any more. I'm picking his horses. He's he's really lucky, but yeah, I think he looks awfully tough. And then the nine ladies of Cartel, they drew a nice outside post and was actually second to just send it in the trial. But I thought it finished really well, so. I think I'm just keying in on, on those horses. Uh, I think they're the two to beat. Yeah, I'm going with uh, just send it on top. But my long shot play is going to be the 8 to 10, Stahlbach. Yes. There for Red Victory. This horse had about a length or more to make up midway on the rival. Yeah. Surged late to get into a dead heat. Um, I, I was really impressed. I think the outside post could be key. That's going to be my long shot in, in the race. Yeah, I, I was actually going to put that horse in third. I, I thought we were all pretty visually impressed. Uh, with the way that horse exploded late. It wasn't quite B.H. Lee's yeah. boy, Hold Air Hostage, but God, Staubach just uh, really kicked it in at there at the end. So I would probably go Just Send It, Ladies Cartel, and Staubach on the outside. Yeah, we're pretty much in agreement there. Uh, but Just Send It, good podcast mojo. Good podcast Definitely. mojo for sure. By the way, how about Sosha is out? Get him out of here. Sosha is out. I, I'm so glad. I, my dad always says it's about 10 years too late. <laughs> and uh, now we... It's uh, Osmus, is, I believe, is going to yeah. be our, our, our new coach. A lot of people are, are hating that, but I say, as long as we have fresh blood in there, uh, just stir so things new up. Eyes, right? Yeah, I, it up. I, I think Social was just too set in his way. He micromanaged everything, so I'm glad to have a new manager, no matter who it was. Hey, uh, after the Dodgers went down in game two, there's a lot of Twitter talk. Social to the Dodgers. Really? Social to the Dodgers, yeah. Oh, Cause, my God. Because you know, Babe Roberts, you know, you know, in the scheme of things, I mean, they're they're back to back in the World Series. You can't yeah. nothing more to ask. Yeah. But I mean, if they don't get it, you know, we felt like it, the Dodgers didn't get it done this year. Um, last year it looked like it was there for the taking. Mm -hmm. This year they are off, they're off to a no two start. There was a lot of talk on Twitter. Oh man, Dave Roberts needs to be gone. And I sent out a tweet. I was like, uh, it was Cookie Monster picking up the phone. I was like, Dave Sosa calling <laughs> uh, Mike Sosa calling the Dodgers right now. Hey, but because you know. Mike Sosha, uh, you know, he was a Dodgers catcher. The Dodgers blood mm -hmm. right there. 
he's a he's a manager that likes to run the bases, likes to put up in bunch, likes to advance runners. We haven't seen that at all from the Dodgers. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of people are like, oh, Sosha's the guy to do yeah. it. So we'll see. I, I don't know. I think if, obviously, if the Dodgers get it done and come back, whatever, uh, Roberts will stay there for a while. But yeah. if they don't win a game, uh, it could be, think it could be out? Yeah, I think it could be shaky. I can say about the Dodgers, they they make the moves. They they get the players to yeah. come, and uh, so you can't fault you know the the office for for any part in that. Yeah, social might be good because it, I, I like I said, I think you just sometimes need to change the scenery. Yeah, exactly. And, and uh, I think he just got set in his way, uh, set in his ways there uh, for the Angels, and I didn't think their farm system was doing good, but uh, you know, going back to the Dodgers, getting some home cooking there, I think Ooh, he could fit right it, in. It could be interesting as well. I don't think he's done managing, but I think he would love no. to stay in California. Yeah, I mean, you you got the Dodgers, you got the you got the Padres as well, who are always to looking to change things. Um, I don't think Sosha is going to be out of the out of a job uh, for a long time, but I think the Padres or or Dodgers will be good fit for him. Yeah, I don't I don't think he's done. Anybody that's won a World Series, I think, is going to be sought after by some team, and it's not like. The Angels team he won with yeah. uh, had any, you know, big superstars. No, I think our biggest guys were Troy Gloss and, <laughs> yeah. and Tim Salmon. So yeah. it's not like he just had a stacked team that, was, that he was working with. Was Lackey in that? In that? Lackey, I think yeah. he was a rookie that yeah. season, uh, if I remember correctly. I just love that 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 gif or that video of him like saying "Sosha, this is mine, Sosha. Yep. This is mine, Sosha. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I I, can remember, I was in high school and. I can remember personal closing it out yeah. with Darren like, Erskine and all those guys. And yeah, that was that was something. I was there Eckersley. for... Was Eckersley? Uh, or Eckstein. Eckstein, excuse me. Eckstein yeah, was... Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, he was playing. And then he went on and then won another World Series with uh, the Cardinals. Oh, he uh, did? Yeah. yeah. Uh, him, uh, shout out to good old lights and Lumpy. Yes. Uh, I'm sure they love some Eckstein. But uh, yeah, that was just uh, a magic year. So yeah, I don't think Sosha's done. I think he's still you know highly regarded around the re- uh the league, but I think he just needed a new freshman. And they're also looking to build a new stadium, possibly in the near future. I uh, saw that. I saw they pulled out of their lease. Uh, they might just want to renegotiate things, uh, but it could be interesting if they decide to brand up, build a brand new stadium. Looks yeah. like, looks like it's the now thing, right? Build a new stadium. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of question marks going up. They, you know, are they building a new stadium, or is he thinking about moving the team? Maybe he's actually thinking about moving them to Los Angeles. <laughs> After they changed the name, but yeah, I, I don't really know. I just kind of look to see uh, once the article comes out to you know see the the plans are set in stone, and when they finally break ground or, or actually move the team, that's when I start taking. I seen a few tweets. Come to Las Vegas, the Las Vegas <laughs> Angels of Anaheim. <laughs> yeah, everybody, that, that's the new destination spot. I mean, it's a hotbed over there with the Vegas Golden Knights there. Uh, uh, all the buzz that they had in the first year. Uh, that's the, that Timo Arena. It's Still primed to hold an NBA uh, NBA team. I think they'll get that done within the next, I would say, next three or four years. Mm-hmm. They'll get an NBA team out there. Uh, sports gambling is more popular than ever. Uh, the city's booming out there. Um, Raiders are moving out there. Poor Raiders, though, or poor Las Vegas people. The <laughs> the Raiders were looking like they were going to be the, a team of the future. Yeah. Now they're, they're almost crumbling <laughs> under Gruden. <laughs> They're like they're like trading everybody. They're yep. they're stacking up picks. We'll see how they get it done. Uh, the Lakers finally turned it around. Yes, got the job done. We uh, we got and we broke Lawler's law. 
He did? We broke Lawler's law wow. last night against the Nuggets. Uh, they're just so much fun to watch. I mean, they are. they're probably the most, besides the Warriors, I think they're the most fun team to watch. They're just running yeah. and gunning. Uh, it's Lance like almost watching a- NBA Jam. There's no yeah. defense at all. Lance is out there dancing in the middle of the court. Yeah, uh, it's just run down, uh, take a shot, <laughs> make it or miss it, run down. <laughs> you know, the other team, let them shoot, yeah. they grab the rear and just take off again. So uh, I think it's good for the young guys. I think they can handle it, but LeBron I'm a little worried. Is, LeBron is going to be gassed out by yes. by December. Because we've seen him cramp up in the playoffs yeah. a lot. Uh, he'll be taken off for exhaustion, but... Uh, hopefully these young guys can handle the load and, and LeBron can kind of you know do it at his own pace. You know, I've seen that they've been setting him down. I, I like a lot of the veterans, like you said, like yeah. Stevenson, uh, Rondo. I like that scrap. I like that fight. I, I was yep. a, man because there was a, you know coming. You know, I, I was I was pretty much I followed the Clippers a lot of the last four or five years, and there was always that feeling that. In the locker room, it felt like nobody was talking to each other. It just it felt like there was that kind of locker room. And there were some rumblings like, oh, Chris Paul's the guy. But then on camera and then you know on, on paper, all his commercial, all that, that's good PR. It always made it seem like he's the good guy. Yes, yes. And Rondo finally, he's like, I'm enough, I've had enough of this. <laughs> I've had enough of this. And they actually threw it down. Uh, I, there was like the slow-mo video. We analyzed it. Yeah. I loved it. I, I loved it. Yeah. I was telling people uh, today, I, I was having a discussion about it because they were talking about the Rondo and Chris Paul. And I said, Chris Paul isn't the squeaky clean guy. <laughs> yeah. You guys think he is. He you know, he's, can get in there. He's feisty and he's yeah. competitive, mm-hmm. uh, which you know, I'm not going to knock him for that. But no, I said, he's don't, a good, don't think he's yeah, an angel. Exactly. But, yeah, I, I see the, the Clippers are doing well. Uh, I think they're, they've got a game up on, uh, on the, uh, the Lakers. Yes. They're, they're, they're in the playoffs yeah. so far. They got uh, some. Uh, Professor couple, G hasn't been sweating so far. They so. got a couple of young core there that that uh, that uh, it's gonna develop. I think they'll be okay. They got the the big Boban who doesn't even need to jump to dunk. Oh he, God! He just like he just raises his ankles. He's dunking. <laughs> uh, no, so I think they'll be fine. The West is stacked. The West is so good. Yes. To, it's so fun to watch right now. Yeah. The West is gonna be fun to watch the rest of the year. As when the Lakers were playing the Nuggets last night, I didn't realize that they were undefeated. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, you know. Uh, George told me, he goes, oh, aren't the Nuggets supposed to be tough? And I was like, the Nuggets? Yeah. And all of a sudden, right when he said that, the, the announcers are, they say, oh, the Denver Nuggets who are unbeaten this yeah, season. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> but, but, yeah, Lakers are just a, a ton of fun to watch. I'm loving them. Uh, it's Showtime's back, that's yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Jimmy Butler, there's rumors going that Houston's going to offer like four first-round picks for him. Really? So, yeah, Woj tweeted out that, that they're in, in deep talks again. I mean, can you imagine Jimmy Butler, Chris Paul, um, uh, Anthony, James Harden, yeah, uh, PJ Tucker, that's another like drama type of team. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, too many guys and not enough basketball to go <laughs> yeah. around. Yeah, it's it's. By the way, I just the the just the West. The West is so fun to watch. <laughs> uh, what else? The Spurs are always going to be in the mix of things. They know how to put their players into a system. Yeah. Um, anytime you got Pop there, yeah, you know, he he is. I still think he's the best coach in the league. Uh, you know, he can get guys to play for a system. He's very Belichick-like. Yeah. You know, he gets guys to come in there, and uh, he just, you know, inputs them wherever he wants and coaches them how they need to be. Uh, we, they beat the Lakers, and we got another game, I think, tomorrow night against them. Yeah. And, but that's in, in uh, San Antonio. In San Antonio. So yeah. we, we might take an L on that yeah. one. Yeah. 
Did you see LeBron missing two two free throws? Yes, that's what I told somebody. I said the the one part about LeBron's game right that's now that has it. me worried is is his free throws. I saw him. I believe missed. Uh, yeah, he missed the back to back there, and I was like, what are you doing? And so far, he had been settling uh, a little yeah. too much. I wanted to see the old LeBron where he just lowers his shoulder yeah. and goes in. Uh, but I think he's just trying to get the team together right now, and uh, he's trying to get the young guys to to you know work well with them. That's where I do agree on the AJ LeBron debate. I I've said it before. I think LeBron is better, but you know it's, it's, it's debatable. It's debatable. We'll, we'll put it that way. But that part of his game has never been consistent. I'm talking about the free throws. Yeah. We've seen it time and time again where he's there's the game is on the line or it's you know it's going to make a difference late in the game and he misses one out. Yep. Uh, he breaks both of them. Uh, and it's 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 funny because you, you know that when he misses that they put the camera on him and he just shrugs like, "Hey, I tried" <laughs> or something like that. And you can tell like even in his mind he's like, "I should have made that." Yep. That's the only debate that I could see him uh, where people are saying, "See, MJ would have missed, would not miss those free throws." Yeah. Uh, MJ, MJ uh, made free throws with his eyes closed. Remember that bet that he had? Blah yeah. blah. So I do agree in that front. Like, every time LeBron goes to the line, there's never that confidence that mm -hmm. you think, "Oh, easy two points." Yeah. Um, there was always a debate when we were growing up whether it's Kobe or LeBron. Yeah. And being a Lakers fan, you know, big Kobe fan. I had to tell my buddies, like, look, I think LeBron's, uh, I think he's better. I, I mean, every time they played the Lakers, yeah. he would always beat them. Yep. He would always, you know, outshine Kobe. Yeah. I, but, you know, the Michael and LeBron's a little closer. But, you know, I can just see uh, LeBron. I've seen, you know, every year he's played, he's just a great scorer. He's a great leader. He's a great teammate. Uh, he plays defense. And uh, he, to me, he's, he's just the all-around guy. I mean, we're talking about a guy that's going, what, 15 or 16 years in the league? And 15 years in the league or whatever it might be, like last year, might have been his best year yet if you look at it just as raw stats. Yeah. Uh, so it's hard to debate, but no doubt about it, the Lakers are back. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty glad. Uh, we're 2-3 we're and three right now. What's your feeling? What, what seed can they get? Do you think they can get a 6 seed? You know, I, I was about to say, I think they will end up 6-7 uh, seed, um, 5 at the most. Uh, I, like you said, it's just so tough. I, I mean, it's so competitive out there, but all the talk where they're not making the playoffs, uh, and I don't see that yeah. happening. They're playing tough games. You know, they yes. played the Rockets really tough. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you saw how heated Spurs. it got. Uh, you know, they played the Spurs. Uh, they beat the Nuggets, who were undefeated. Portland. Um, Portland, like, Portland always plays them tough. I've seen that the Lakers haven't won at Portland like in forever. The, the Rose Garden is so tough to play in, yeah. and Lillard is just a Laker killer. He he rises to the occasion every time. I don't think I've seen anyone hit more big shots against the Lakers than Damian Lillard. They always sting so much too. Yes, and he <laughs> he loves it. He he loves it. You know, he'll he goes to the fans. He tells people it's my yeah. building, and yeah. I just I I take my hat off to yeah. him if, if he can hit those deep threes like he is, just jack them up and hit them. Uh, he's a Laker killer, that's for sure. All right, guys, that's the show for this week. Hope you enjoyed it again. Looking forward to a very good weekend of racing. Just one week from today. Well, from this week, we'll be looking at the finals for the Golden State, correct? Yep. And uh, I'm hoping that, you know, I was off flash and roll in the trials. Uh, that was That's my one biggest regret from trial night, if I could take anything away. <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't have gone against that horse. That, that workout, like, was so good on the other horse. What was the other horse's name? I can't even think of it right now. Uh, um, PYC Trace, Trace and... I can't even think of it. Uh, 
It was especially Trash PYC. Yeah, especially Trash PYC. Yeah. That horse just flew out of the gate and handled business, beat his workmate by a ton, and then just breaks slow. Yeah. And I was, yeah. That's what I said. I said, I'm done. Right. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> yeah. And that's the show for today. We'll see you guys next week. All right. Bye, everybody.